Hello, Joy Starters. Hope you're having a fantastic week. Once again, it's story time. I have so many stories to tell you. The common thread is human nature, is human dignity, is kindness, is the impact that this movement has has had. And faith is is a common thread too, but they're going to be across different things that have happened. And so I'm just going to jump around. If you've listened to this podcast before, which by the way, just letting you guys know, just giving you a big shout out. Do you know this podcast is top 10% in the world? Top 10% in the world because of you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sending it to other people. Thank you for sending it to your youth group or your ladies group at work or your family group or putting it on social media. I see it and I appreciate it. And I'm so, so thankful for it. So story time. First of all, I'm coming to you from the road again because it has been that kind of month. Yeah. I, in October was, we had some things get scheduled and kind of moved around on the schedule. And I was kind of looking at my November going, okay, what's, what's going to happen there? And then all of a sudden, boom, many things blew up to include the Jags came out of nowhere. God had been working on it after six and a half years. And I also went to Tuscaloosa and did a night of joy, which you guys heard me talk about last week beforehand. And my friend, Ashley Hagler, who is a counselor at Tuscaloosa County High School, said, I listened to your podcast. You got to do one afterwards. And I was like, yes, I need to. Now, I didn't do one right afterwards, but I'm going to tell you some of the memories that I had after that night of joy. So let me start there. I just needed to set the stage for you guys about where I've been and what I'm doing in November. So let me start there. So I I did, I was there on Tuesday night. I saw the students, as I mentioned. You heard the podcast from last week. If if this is not making sense, go back and listen to the podcast last week. It will make sense. You'll hear me kind of the nerves and how I fought my nerves and how I taught you to fight through your nerves, right? So that was a podcast last week. So this is for Ashley. This is for all of you. But Ashley asked me, he said, do one after your talk last week. So this is the conclusion of what happened on the road last week and what has been happening in my life. Busy, busy. So that is that. But secondarily, I went to Tuscaloosa. I was there Tuesday night. On Wednesday night, I did something called Night of Joy. The FCA of West Alabama brought me in. And in conjunction with my book, I did a speaking event. And sold books and people came and it was so heartwarming to me because people, I used to live in Tuscaloosa, as I mentioned in the last podcast, and I'm going to keep saying that over and over again. You got to go listen to the last podcast. I survived a tornado in Tuscaloosa. I became a godmother in Tuscaloosa. I started a Zumba class and a prayer circle afterwards in Tuscaloosa. So, so many of my, I used to call myself Mother Goose and they were my ducklings. And so, so many of my ducklings came, some of my, my gals that took Zumba for me spawned and became Zumba teachers themselves. And so I got to see them and they brought their kids and their husbands and there were men that came and young people that came and it was just amazing. And so we talked about, I've been on this kick for the past couple of months. I mentioned to you after speaking in the prison in, in near Ocala a couple of months back about this whole thing, 10 generations forward and wanting to be better. And so I, I always say a lot of times in my talks, leave here. Like if there's something you need to say to somebody, say it. Like if there's something you need to, something you need to fix, fix it, fix it now. And so one of my friends, he was responsible for, for helping me to come back. His name is Coach Weeks. 
And I just fell in love with his wife and daughter. I call myself the fifth member of their family, like the fifth weeks now. And he told me that he didn't invite the guy and that the guy, he was talking to him afterwards. And the guy said, I got to go, coach. And the coach was like, what, what's going on? And he said, I need to go see my dad. And he said, I'm not going to text him. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call him. I'm just going to go see him. There's stuff I need to say. There's things I need to get right. There's things I need to say to my father. And when he told me this story, y'all, I just stood in front of him and I cried. To think that my impact, that something I said would like, I don't even, I, won't, I, I, I glanced at this guy. I saw him. He's kind of in the corner of when I was speaking. And I'll never see him again, probably. And I don't know his father. But I know that night that his father got a knock at his door. And then his, his son came home. And from a biblical sense, if you want to call it the prodigal son, absolutely. But from a just a worldly sense, my gracious, it was a father and a son being reunited that they should be reunited, that they should squash whatever beef that they have and and love each other. And so when he told me that story, man, it just, it, it got me. It slayed me. And there were a few people that came up to me afterwards and, and shared those same sentiments and how much they needed it and they needed to go talk to people and they needed to make some things right. And y'all, it was everything to me, like everything. It's why I do what I do. And so to see all these people that I love and that have loved me for all these years, bring their family, bring their friends, and then new people come, it was just, yeah, it, I put myself out there and, and beautiful things happen. And so I always ask you to have a takeaway in this podcast. And the first takeaway is put yourself out there. There is no magic in the comfort zone, right? Like there's no ma- make. I, I always, I used to say this in some of my emails of this, make no small dreams. There is no magic in them. Make no small dreams. There is no magic in them. Step out of your comfort zone. Do something that scares you. I, I, I said it last week in the podcast. That scared me. That was not something where I knew people were guaranteed to show up. And yet a couple hundred people showed up. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for every soul that showed up. And I tell you this and I mean it. I would have spoken the same and been the same had one person showed up and not a couple of hundred. And it was just amazing uh, a bit. And I'm so thankful. So the next morning, I went back because I love Tuscaloosa County High School. The next morning, I went back to speak to the ninth graders. And they, I was brought in to speak to the ninth graders because overall, not labeling, but overall, this ninth grade class has had a problem with authority, has had a problem talking back, talking about each other, saying mean things to each other. And they needed somebody from the outside to speak life into them. And so I was tasked with this really big challenge. And, and I talk about that all the time. I talked about it in speaking to the Jods, the person that is named MP, I call him MP, his name's Marcus, that was responsible for saying yes to me to bring me in the Jag. said, look, you got the biggest challenge. They, you're the only thing that stands between them and going home for a week. They're off week. So you have the biggest challenge. You know what? I love a challenge. I spoke to it. As soon as I got on that floor, I was like, look, I know I'm the only thing that is standing in between you and, and home. So I got about 45 minutes. Stay with me. I'm going to hit you fast. We're going to go fast. So I just spoke to it. Call it out. That's the next thing. Call it out. Speaking negatively to yourself. You got a challenge. Call it out. Speak to it. If you're a believer, tell like, not the problem's big. No, my God, it's big. That's what you say. 
And so this challenge for me on this particular morning was speaking to this ninth grade class who had been uh, overall as a whole a kind of problem class. But I didn't want to shame anybody. I didn't want the people that hadn't done anything wrong to, to feel badly, but I also want to call out greatness. And that's what I do. That's what I've been doing for seven years with I'm Changing the Narrative is I don't yay at you and point fingers at you. I call out the greatness in you. I call out the king, the queen, the royalty in you. And so that's what we did. They came in and they were like a three, like really just help me visualize like tall rows, like way up these bleachers. And so I would like move back and forth in front of these bleachers, but I recognized that some of these kids couldn't see me in the back. So I climbed the stairs. I climbed the stairs and and talked to them about their own self-worth. I told them I've never met a happy bully. I told them that that when you're angry with other people, when you're mean to other people, you're not truly happy. There's something inside of you that you need to address. And it may be something at home that you cannot control, but you need to use the resources you have, the counselors here. I talked to the queens in the room about loving themselves and, and, and truly loving themselves and looking in the mirror and loving the person that's staring back at them and not dogging themselves. I talked to the kings in the room. I say kings, queens, and royals again to be, to be inclusive. I don't want to be attacked by anybody. I'm a very inclusive movement. But I talked to the, the kings about, and however you identify when I was speaking on this, but I talked to the kings about mental health and starting them young and helping them understand they need to ask for help and don't suffer alone. I taught them the, the battle plan, the mental health battle plan that we have. And it was amazing. It was amazing. There were kids screaming and pooping and hollering and crying and jumping up and clapping. And they would talk and then come back. And about halfway through it, I told them, I said, I, 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 this is why I was brought in. And I said, I'm not labeling you, but I'm telling you right now, you have the moment, you have the power to walk out of this place and be different than when you came in. You have the opportunity to walk out of here and not be labeled anymore as a troublemaker. You have the opportunity to walk out of here. If somebody's being ugly to somebody, say, that's not being a king. That's not being a queen. That's not being a royal. We're better than that. I don't want to be labeled like that. I'm not going to put up with bullying and unkindness and being rude to the teachers. I don't want to be a part of that. That's not me. Y'all have the power to change the narrative. And so I did this talk and I always stick around. And if you hear the nasaliness in my voice. It's because I picked up a, a bug from one of these kids. You know why? Because I was hugging on these kids and I'll never stop hugging on your kid. I'll never stop hugging on your kid. <laughs> and I don't know what God has given me. I don't know what he has done in my life. And I apologize for the rain, but I just had to get this out right here. Like I can't stop. So just bear with me. As I said last week, y'all, I don't know why these kids think I'm cool. I don't know why these kids think I'm awesome, but they do. And, and God give me the ability to capture their heart that I'm going for. I mean, some of them were asking me to write on their hands. I'm like, I can write on a piece of paper. They're like, no, sign my hands, sign my hands. You know, and this one kid, you know, comes up to me and I was laying hands on people with their permission and speaking life in them. But she spoke life into me and she said, she was in a pink, a pink sweater, beautiful, beautiful black girl, pink sweater. And she said, you, you're making a difference. You're making a difference in my life. And I heard you. I mean, just as emphatic as I'm saying it. I'm not over. And, and I like to embellish things. I'm a passionate person, but embellish in an honest way. Maybe I'm even using that wrong. I, I, that word wrong. I like to add passion and emotion to what I'm talking about. But I'm giving you the passion and emotion exactly that she had. And it was, you need to keep doing this. You need to keep doing this. 
You need to keep pushing through. You're amazing. You touched me. There were some people around me that weren't listening, but I was listening. I got it. You came for me. And so I started weeping. I'm like, I'm like, thank you. Receive that. I put my hand on my heart. Here's your third takeaway is I, for the longest time, had the worst problem receiving compliments because I did not believe them about myself. Somebody would say, oh, I love your heart. or You're so kind or you're such a good person or you're this, you know, whatever. And, and deep down, I had problems receiving compliments because I didn't believe it myself. And so these past many years, several years, I should say, I've been on this journey of self-love, of reckless abandon, like loving myself, loving myself enough to know that I need therapy or that I can work on things, but also loving myself enough to know that I am the, th- the kind things people say about me and that the things that they're giving me, those compliments are a gift and I received them. So now I put my hand on my heart and I say, yes, thank you. I received that deeply. If you've been subscribed to this podcast for any amount of time, you know I coach, I talk about it, but maybe you're not in the place financially, emotionally, psychologically, time-wise, where you can undertake coaching right now, but you could take a course. Did you know you could go to rachelbarbeau.com and hit course and take the joy blueprint? Yes, the second time around that I taught the blueprint, I recorded it and made it into a course. My amazing people behind the scenes, my marketing mavens, Kim and Abby, made it into a course for me that you can take. It's got a worksheet for each week. It's five weeks worth of lessons, and you can grab that today. You can start today and get on the joy train. Get on your best self train, rachelbarbeau.com. I'd love to see you there. So I put my hand on my heart. Well, this gorgeous little queen in a pink sweater, gave me her gifts, her flowers. I received those flowers deeply. So receive your flowers today. Receive them today. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. And if that weren't enough, there was another young man that was there. And he says to me, he's kind of says side eye. And like all these kids are around and I'm hugging him. I'm like hugging him. And I got a cold from it. And it's like one of those, like, those dang colds that, like, won't let go. And, but taking all the things, by the way, I'm not sponsored by them, but I should be in the future and I'm going to work on it. But I share things that I love. Y'all go get Wellness Formula. They brought, the product is called Wellness Formula. I should have been taking it. You take it to stay well and then take it when you start to feel bad. But you can take up to 26 a day. It takes all of the things that you normally take when you get sick, like zinc and vitamin C and garlic and all the things that it puts it in one capsule. And I was not taking it regularly. And so my immune system got run, de- run down and had a little bit of stress and travel and all of those things and not sleeping in my own bed. And all of those things, you know, came to uh, a head. And then I came in contact with a little bug and I got it. So go get yourself some wellness formula. I, I recognize this and I'm doing it aside here. I recognize this. If you don't know, how will you know unless somebody teaches you? So maybe no one taught you about like, um, about homeopathic care. Maybe nobody taught you to take colloidal silver to do elderberry, to find your fresh elderberry if you can get it, somebody that makes it and to take wellness formula. Maybe no one taught you that. Maybe the first thing that you go for when you get sick is orange juice because it has vitamin C. Well, maybe it doesn't have enough vitamin C to really do anything. Or maybe the first thing you go for is Dayquil or Nightquil. You need to do something to help your immune system. So just a little Mama Rachel, Coach Rachel aside there. 
You don't know until also another thing that I'm super passionate about. And I put it on my social media yesterday is juicing. I ordered some groceries yesterday because again, wasn't feeling well. And I recognized that my grocery cart was super high from Instacart. And I'm like, well, gracious, what is that? And, and so the carrots that I got producing, which if you're going to juice things, if, if you can afford it, I recognize times are tight right now, can't afford to juice at home. I can also recommend anything by Breville is great. You can get them on Amazon. I'm sure there's going to be great Black Friday deals, but you can get any juicer at Walmart, but Breville's a great, a great brand. But get organic when you can to juice. And maybe you can't juice all the time. Maybe you just get a juice at the juice shop and once or twice a week. I get them when I travel usually. This trip, I did not and see what happens. But I ordered this bag of carrots to juice. Y'all, it is the largest bag of carrots I've ever seen. It's like 22 pounds, okay? And I put it on social media yesterday and this cute woman was like, that is the biggest bag of carrots I've ever seen. I'm like, I know. And I bought some big bags of carrots. I said, maybe I can send you some carrot juice with the extra carrots I have. So... Just to make you laugh, a little aside, maybe you don't know with cold and flu season upon us and all the things, obviously wash your hands, hand sanitizer, I did all that, but I hugged these kids. They needed it. So this little kid, young man, looks at me and he kind of touches me in the arm. He goes, you a preacher. <laughs> I said, what'd you say? And he said, you a preacher. <laughs> I said, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you that you see that in me. And he said, keep preaching. And I was like, oh my God, my cup is overflowing. What the, hey, this is so amazing. And right before we leave, this is the greatest thing that I do at colleges or high schools, wherever I speak. We have the counselors, the psychologist in the room. I just did it with the JAGs. We have the psychologists, amazing psychologists. We have the, the, the clinicians in the room because I am just there once or twice a year and, and message with them and those things. These clinicians are on the front line, these counselors, every single day. And so one of the counselors there whom I adore and love has become a friend, Ashley, was right there. And this child said to me, this child looked at me and said, I'm so glad you came. I almost took my life earlier this week. I can't even tell you what that does to you when somebody stands in front of you and says that. But I looked at her and I said, my girl, my girl, it's your miracle. You are special. You're amazing. You have so much to live for. You don't even know all the goodness that is up ahead. Please live. And, and, and have you talked to anybody about this? No, ma'am, I haven't. I turned her around, turned her around and put her in the arms of Ashley. And y'all, that is what teamwork is. That is what, that is what coming together is. That is what it takes a community and a village means. But I am only one person and I use and push them back to wh whatever age, to the clinicians, to the people that, that need them the most. I'll tell you this. I, I talk about it in the newsletter. If you are not subscribed to the newsletter, y'all, you got to be. You got to be. It's in the show notes. But connect MD with a K. For the longest time, I would have people ask me for, how do you, how do you find mental health services? I can't afford it. I came across this company through a friend, Connect MD with a K. And I don't recommend anything that I haven't tried. And so this summer, we went through a bunch of stuff um, behind the scenes. My family did in, in putting out the book behind the scenes that you didn't even know about that I may write about in my next book. I'm actually going to write about it in my next book. But I use their services. And they allow you for a very, very small fee 
you and everybody, I think it's up to seven people in your household can get mental health counseling once a week, each person by themselves per month. And it's a one-time monthly fee, y'all. And I was not going to recommend it until I used it. And I used it and my, I won't say her name, my, my therapist's name was, I called her Sweet P. Her name started with a P. And, and I loved her. And, and I, I took myself out of counseling because I was doing okay. And, and I said, if I need you again, I'll let you know. And so I used the service and it was even amazing back to when I first got signed up, I ended up, I was in a bad place when I first got signed up and they have somebody there that kind of assesses, are you in crisis? I was very upset. I should say, are you in crisis? Do you need to talk to somebody? Are you thinking about harming yourself? They're, they're really great connecting you with somebody, getting you scheduled. And if you are in crisis, they will get you help right then. This this is woman's role when I called in to do that. Well, she ends up comforting me. And she's like, yeah, I told her what was going on. And I told her what I had going up, coming, coming up. And I can't remember her name, but I'll never forget. She said, Rachel, it sounds like you got a lot of people that love you. And I said, I do. I just have a lot of stress on me. And she said, she poured into me and she told me, she said, you're going to be on your book tour around a lot of people that love you over the next couple of weeks. Let them hold your arms up. And she told me a story of the Bible with the, the Red Sea being parted and how people held his arms up. And you know, as much as I know the Bible, I didn't remember that part of the Bible that other people held his arms up. And I just loved it. And so even in the, the triage, the intake lady, and she blessed my spirit so much. And I wept and I wept. She was very motherly. I miss my mom so badly. And so this service is amazing. It's amazing. Connect MD. If you've been looking for therapy and they have other aspects of, of medical, going to see urgent care, prescriptions, different things like that, but check it out, connectmd.com. And I partner with them now. And I think you can go to connectmd.com backslash change. We'll put it in the show notes. But please go check them out if you need them. And so turning this little girl to Ashley's arms was, and if she wasn't there, if Ashley wasn't there, I would have went and found her, right? I would have went and found her to make sure that this little girl got help because that's seeing it through, right? So I leave there and I'm exhausted. It's been three days. I drove eight, eight hours to get there. <laughs> eight hours to get there. And that afternoon, I got a message from another young lady that said, Miss Rachel, you have no idea what your talk did for me this morning. I've texted several people and told them I love them. And I've also texted several people and told them I'm sorry and apologize for my part in the story. And you have no idea how you have changed my life. Y'all, that is it. That is it. That is it. That is it. I talk about it all the time. It's better than a million dollar paycheck. When I say this, man. Somebody gave me a million dollars right before that talk happened and said, you can't, you can't give this talk, but you can take the check. And if you take the check, you just walk out. No, no explanation. Just take it, walk out, cash it, y'all. What cash it? Because I know your kids are in that room. Somebody's kids are in that room, man. And life change happened in that room. And that's what I do what I do. And so I left there and I was so exhausted. And so I, I call it exhausted with passion. I was exhausted with passion. And my stepdaddy lives about an hour and a half away. The, the place where my, my mama's log house, my stepdaddy's log house, I'll have, the, have it one day. But it's like a time capsule, y'all. 
This really hasn't been changed since I was, they built it when I was in high school. It's got all the mama's things in there. If you read the book, Relentless Joy, my book, Relentless Joy, I, I wrote about this house there. And so I wanted to go home and see my stepdaddy. And I wanted to spend a few days there. So I drove over there. He was in town. It was his day off. And actually it was great because I got to go upstairs to my childhood bedroom and take like a two-hour nap. And it was fantastic. And then come downstairs and visit with him and chat and then literally go back to bed. And the next day we visited in the morning and then he went to work around lunchtime and I was able to just be. I mean, I answered some emails. I did one or two. I had, I had one meeting, but the rest of the time I cooked in my mama's kitchen. I used her coffee cups. I felt her everywhere. And I sat down and I wrote 1600 words for my new book that we're pitching in January. And it was what my soul needed. I got to go to our best friend's house, the best friend, Jean, in the book, where I lived in her basement. And her house looks completely different because they've redone the house. And, and her honey, Tate, and, and her dog, Ollie, which recognized me, and kind of didn't talk with him. And I wept. And I said, it's so crazy to me that I was here. My life was turned upside down. And you opened your house to me and your home to me. And you said, you always have a home here. And I lived in your basement. And only coming up sometimes for to eat, turning down every social obligation to, to cocoon, recover. I was writing the book proposal for Relentless Joy then. And so to see this house go through its metamorphosis, they've done beautiful things to this house, but also recognize that's where I came back to life. And that's where God healed me. And sometimes, y'all, we think we've been buried. We think we've been, it's over, right? We think we're done, but perhaps we're a seed and we've been buried. I know I just, just totally butchered that saying. But we perhaps, we, we, we think it's over, but we're really a seed and we've been buried and we're going to sprout. And that's what happened to me in her basement. And I wrote Relentless Joy, <laughs> the proposal. And so I just want to remind you that you think right now that it's over. If you think right now that it feels insurmountable, perhaps you're a seed and you've been buried, my love, my dear. Um, and perhaps you need to step out. Like I said, you need to step out, make no small dreams. There's no magic in them. Perhaps you need to receive flowers from people. Perhaps you need to work on loving yourself so that you can let people love you and you can receive flowers and they give you compliments because I dealt with that too. And that perhaps you need to, whether it's a small amount of time or whether it's a big amount of time, because I didn't get to stay at my daddy and my mom as long. I left early, early on Sunday morning. I was there Thursday afternoon to early Sunday morning. So really like, Thursday to Friday, Friday to Saturday, really, like a little over two days and some hours sleeping in there. But the recoup, the recuperation, the restoration, the restoration that I got in my soul, the, oh, the gratitude, the, the crazy gratitude I had for being in her house, in their house, for being amongst my mama's things, getting to sleep in my childhood bedroom. To get into see, go to Jean's house. They're my favorite health food store and talk to people. And it was everything. So hope you take some nuggets from this this week. I love you guys. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for letting me do a podcast where there's rain in the background. And let me just express my raw, vulnerable emotions. Thank you for letting me be me in all my wild glory and saying, I, I like you. I want to follow you. I I, I, I dig you. I dig your work. I dig what you're doing. And next week, we'll talk a little bit about what happened after the Toledo special. If you did not catch it live, we were live on CBS nationally all over the country between NFL games on Sunday 
as part of a show called Courage on the Gridiron. It was amazing. So well done. If you did not catch that, they're putting it out, I believe, on YouTube. And I'll get the link and I'm going to put that out to the newsletter and, and on all my socials. And I, I will share a little bit more about that and that experience and what has happened since on the next podcast. I will put out a podcast next week. So if you need to wobble, wobble till you gobble, gobble, if you need to get away, then let me know. If you need to let me know, if you need to come to me, <laughs> you just let me know. And I'm saying if you need to step away and get some encouragement, there'll be a podcast. Just know that. Know that if you need to get away from Uncle Fred or somebody who makes you uncomfortable, remember boundaries, right? Remember boundaries. Know that there will be a podcast here. Might not be as long because it's Thanksgiving, but there will be a podcast for you guys. I love you guys, and I'm so thankful for you. And I pray this week leading into leading into Thanksgiving, no matter what's going on with you, like no matter how rough life is, if you're having to make ends meet, if you've lost everything, if you've lost a loved one, if it's going to be hard with families, different family members, if you feel like the black sheep, gosh, I've been there. Whatever it is, I heard a saying today, and it was so great, is take the picture. I don't care what you look like. If you're rushing out, if you're doing this, take the picture because you don't know who won't be in that picture next year. So true, right? But I would encourage you also to be grateful for what you do have. Last night I went to bed, even in my sickness, and I was so thankful for sheets, so thankful for a clean comforter, so thankful for a reef over my head when so much is going on around the world, so much sadness, so much sickness. So I love you guys. Happy almost Thanksgiving, and we'll talk soon.